Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tip Tops and Flip Flops, the podcast where we each watch an actor's best and worst movies, according to the critics of Rotten Tomatoes. This week is one of the last weeks where we are recording with Hope's old microphone. So if you're out there thinking, will the audio improve? Yes, it absolutely will. Just hold on tight. So thank you for tuning in and we hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the tip tops and the flip flops. Let's go. Let's go. We are looking at Jennifer Lawrence today. We're going to look at her best movie and her worst movie. Nice. Nice. That is, I watched her lowest rated movie this week. Just watched her highest. I did watch her. Although we should say her highest. Oh, yeah. Her actual highest was like one where she was a, a narrator. So we, yeah, we didn't do that kind of stuff. That. We didn't do. Uh, nothing that's a documentary thing. Yeah, Self. it just feels it's not really what we're what we're about here. We do animated movies though. Don't don't you fret. And we have, <laughs> and we will again. Yes, yes. I mean, so yeah. Let's. I mean, just what is your walk me through? Uh, uh, how do you know Jennifer Lawrence? What do you think of her? What's that? What's going on there? My first encounter with Jennifer Lawrence was when she fell over at the Oscars. Oh, uh huh. Yes. Was okay. it that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Have I ever seen her in a movie? I've seen her in, you know what? I watched her in um, a weird movie called, like, it was called Joy or something. It wasn't very good. That little, little spoiler for Three Minutes from Now, that is my least favorite Jennifer Lawrence movie. Wow. I don't think I've seen her in anything else. I can't believe you've <laughs> seen it. Wait, that's wild to me because Jennifer Lawrence is, like, such a, such a figure of my adolescence and high school years. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. I was obsessed with her when the higher age really? came out. I, I mean, I'm not in a in a way that's like I'm in sixth grade and she's in the higher games, and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. She was for maybe a year or two. She was the number one actor in my head, and she's fantastic. I like her a lot, but just I had a real Jennifer Lawrence phase. Love so it's that. wild to me that she's not really. And I know you haven't seen the higher games, but still, it's wild to me that like no other Jennifer Lawrence sort of moments have really infiltrated infiltrated your psyche there because yeah. it's she's a she's like a big one to me she's growing big. up yeah yeah i mean i've I <laughs> just a difference <laughs> just complete indifference i just sure i know next to nothing about her i do remember watching a seth myers interview though where she said that she asked seth myers out which i thought was great you have a fa- like your relationship with media is really interesting to me because you've seen Joy <laughs> and you've seen your on Seth Meyers, but yet you haven't seen any Hunger Games. You couldn't tell me anything about the Hunger Games, and I'm no. sure in an hour we will we will try to have you do that. But like, <laughs> I, so it, it's so interesting. You're like, I know that she was in the Hunger Games because she fell at the Oscar, mm, mm. <laughs> but I'm sure you don't know what movie she won Best Actress. No, I was about to say, yeah. what? did she win? <laughs> she won. She did. She did. She was walking up to accept. And who, what, what, what did she win for? Um, do you want to guess? Do you want to have any kind of guess? I, I think it's, I don't think it's likely. Is it Joy? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's Silver Linings Playbook? Not a claim. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. I mean, sure. I, I'll yeah. be honest, 
Even though I knew that she tripped at the Oscars, I did not know that she had an Oscar. Yeah, she was. She wasn't just taking a stroll. You know, she was walking up the stairs to accept a trophy for Best Actress. Whoa. So I guess your favorite Jennifer Lawrence movie is before today. I, I don't know, but you know, is Joy. And your least favorite is Joy. It's also well. Joy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I saw that. I think my mum was like, do you want yeah, to see what? a movie? And I was like, sure. Eight. And we sure. just went to see that. I saw it on Christmas Day. Whoa. Yeah. I remember it came on Christmas Day. I, let's say 2015. And yeah, I, I saw it on Christmas Day. I don't know why that was the move, but that was the move. But here we are. Yeah, and it's not great. It's about a mop. Or about, no, it's not. But it's about a woman who invents like a very, the wonder mop, I think it's called. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. Talk about I think my favorite Jennifer Lawrence movie is probably The Hunger Games. How many were there? I think it's legitimately a great movie. So there are three books, four movies, because of course mm. they split up the last one and two, two because there, there's no other option. You know, if you have if you have a teen dystopia film, you you must split up the last book into two movies. Uh, so yeah, we yeah we should, I I've seen. I don't know if I've seen all the Hunger Games movies. I've definitely seen the first three. I might have bowed out. Afterwards. Fair enough. But yeah, I think the first Higher Games movie is great. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I imagine I still think it's great. And she's been in a lot of good... She's been in some good stuff. She's a very good actor, I think. But... Agree. From yeah. the well, small <laughs> amount I've seen, she's great. <laughs> what actor do you think you've seen the most of their movies? Hmm. Percentage. Let's go with percentage. Hmm... Because I mostly, the thing is, I mostly watch TV. The, the great thing about this movie podcast is that I don't really watch movies. <laughs> yes, you don't really watch movies, you don't really know actors. No. But you know tomatoes. I do, I watch a you lot You actually of, don't even like tomatoes. No, I don't. But I do watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jennifer Lawrence might be the actor I've seen the most of. Whoa. percentage-wise of their filmography. It might be... I, I don't know who would top it. She hasn't been in tons of movies. I've probably seen... I don't know. Over half of her movies, I think. Oh, maybe not. Maybe half. But that's not nothing. No. Did you find something uh, interesting or noteworthy on her Wikipedia page? I found it interesting that she was from Kentucky because in this movie she's doing, like, that sort of Southern American accent. And I thought it was fake, but I guess maybe not. Question mark? Well, she, I don't... She doesn't normally... Maybe maybe growing up she had an accent. I don't know. She doesn't... When she speaks now, she doesn't have a southern accent. She's yeah. just sort of a normal American voice. I thought that was interesting, though. I didn't know she was from yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, I did, because I know where oh, you, you are. Do. Maybe, mo- maybe most people do know that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think that's just me. I see. Where everything's from my general Lord's face. Yeah. I don't know that this is. I knew this already before looking at her. Before looking at her Wikipedia, but I think it might be interesting to you if you missed it, uh, which is that she start, really started her career on like a. I've never really seen it, but on a bad sitcom, I can say. Oh, I didn't. As know like that. as a teenager, I think she was seventeen, something like that, eighteen, teenager, wow. teenager, and that's how she started. That's where she started. And she, she. She made it work. She made it happen. She made... That's interesting. I wouldn't have yeah. clocked her as a sitcom person. I think she's really funny. But, well, let's see what her movies are so we can dive in. Mm. 
Jess, you watched the best movie this week, so what was your movie called? It was called Winter's Bone. Oh. Mm. I watched Jennifer Lawrence's worst, uh, lowest-rated movie of Rotten Tomatoes, a movie that is called either The House at the End of the Street or House at the End of the Street, depending on where you look. Shall we say a little intro facts? Yeah, give me the intro facts. So Winter's Bone is a 2010 movie it's sort of like a gritty a gritty drama and um it has 94 percent critic score and 76 percent audience score it's directed by someone called deborah granick also written by and then co-written by anne rossellini which is a cool name um yeah, cool. based on a book by daniel woodrell another cool name Follow cool answer. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know any of the other people who were in it. I don't know if any of the names would ring a bell. There is um, John Hawkes. Maybe. Diana Dickey. Uh, That'd take you so long to say. (laughs) Because she had two names. Cheryl Lee. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it says Dale... Diana Dale Dickey or Dale Dickey. Oh, I see, I see. Um, Cheryl Lee Tate Taylor. D- do any of those mean anything to you? Nah. No. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I watched, like I said, The House at the End of the Street or House at the End of the Street. Uh, it's a horror thriller, I guess. Uh, came out in 2012. The, the director is a man named Mark Tondere. Uh, other people in the cast include Elizabeth Shue and Max Theorot, who I know I've seen somewhere else, but I don't know what it is. The Rotten Tomato score is 12%. And something weird, fun, interesting about this movie via Wikipedia, shout out to Wikipedia, is uh, a tie-in novelization of the movie was released on August 12, Whoa. 2012 to accompany the movie. That is interesting. Isn't that fat? Fascinating, and having watched the movie, I can't tell you how how additionally fascinating it is. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this was this is an interesting. We got it. We got an interesting one here, folks. We got an interesting one here today. Two quite dark, well, supposed to be dark films, which we haven't done. Maybe true, true. I yeah, I don't think we have yet. Do you want to uh, spend three minutes telling me the plot of the movie? I've never seen Winter's Bone, and I'm 100% sure. I know Jess has never seen The House of the Other Street. Yeah, well, yeah, I've never seen any of these movies. And, um, okay, yeah, let me me try and summarize in three minutes. Okay, Jess now has three minutes to explain the plot of Winter's Bone to me, and uh, let's see see what happens here. Let's see what happens here, folks. I vaguely know kind of something, maybe. Okay, and let's go. I, this is a very um, slow movie. I don't, oh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to take me um, very much time at all to explain. So, oh, the whole movie just doesn't like. <laughs> no, well, you know what? Uh, we'll we'll go into that later. But here's what happens. Okay, Jennifer Lawrence is a 17 year old eldest daughter. Um, she's got two younger siblings. Her mom is disabled can't look after herself and her dad is nowhere to be seen so and she's being evicted she's basically responsible for her mother and the kids 
and everyone, but she's only 17. She goes looking for her father. She meets lots of bad, bad eggs who are doing drugs and beating her up. And um, she goes looking for her father because she needs... Basically, everyone's telling her that her dad is dead, but she needs proof in order to not get evicted. So then eventually she finds someone who's like, I'll give you proof. And so they take her to a lake and she finds her dad's body and they saw they saw his hands off it's very gritty and then she um takes the hands to the police and once they once they say once they confirm that those are her dad's hands she does not get evicted and they all live happily ever no they don't um it's very like um it's like suburban i don't know what you'd call it it's like um it's that a shocks me it's a dark drama about like people in america it's unspecified where they are but they're like got southern accents and they're all okay. living in in poverty pretty much okay got it got yeah it. and there Can we go yeah i knew it wouldn't <laughs> take me time uh, I've still got one minute, but I think that pretty much covers it. It's if I if I found out if I find out that you have not used your final minute and you've hidden the most <laughs> fascinating parts of the movie again. She's done that twice now. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the past episode, she's done that twice. <laughs> I will come to the screen. <laughs> I think I think I think I've covered it. Okay. She oh she All does right. she does get beaten up. I did I mention he said that she gets beaten up by some adults who are mean. There's a lot of meanness towards <laughs> people are really mean. Oh. <laughs> All right. Do you want to give me your before I dive in? Do you want to give yeah. me your rankings? Can so you explain what this is? Like- Here's the thing. I can understand why critics would love this movie. It has all the elements of what people would think is a good movie. Right. Personally, yeah. I was a little it was a little bit slow. But it was still fine. This is a section where we rank the movies. We give them our own rankings. And we have five categories. We we do five uh, out of 20 for each. And then we add it up and subtract it by how many times we looked on our phones while watching. And that is our score for the movie. So Jess, what is your score for 100? Our own score out of 100. So entertainment value, I gave it a 10 out of 20. It was like when she found her dad in the lake, I was interested um cinematography say, i'm genuinely upset that we still haven't found a movie there were what what seven of these now and we still haven't found a movie that you've liked well loved yeah because i feel like the henry wink the one i i sort of enjoyed because no it, yeah because but it was, that was bad but that was bad yeah that was like not a movie that you've actually thought is like a good movie yeah you're right you're right that's tough that's real tough it's okay. We, have, we brought a mission now. We got to find a movie that you're... Oh, but you have a bad one next week. Uh, it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, so so 10 out of 20 for entertainment. Cinematography, I was generous. I gave it a 15 out of 20. It made it made Ooh. me feel cold. Beautifully said. Mm, Beautifully said. We got a critic in our room. <laughs> um, writer high fives. I was like 10 out of 20. It had... Right. It it had the vibe of like a dark novel. I probably would have preferred to read it, eh. to be fair, than watch eh. it. Um, looks, I gave it an eleven out of twenty. They nailed the they nailed the cold looks. I was cold. Okay. 
And would I something see, that you recalled? Would I see it again? I gave it a five out of twenty because I don't think I okay. would. But like, so if, soft, you know. Yeah, it, but it wouldn't kill me to see it again. Yeah. So overall, I gave it. It came to fifty-one out of a hundred. But I looked at my phone eight times. Oh. So, so overall, that's forty-three out of a hundred. Damn. Yeah. I'd love to go back and and see what the highest you've rated this <laughs> uh, yeah so okay so is that does it feel like it should be 41 does that feel correct or is that yeah it was i mean right. for 43, me would you say? for my taste uh yeah what was it 40 yeah 43 for my taste okay yeah it was like an average okay. movie got it yeah that's where we're at do you want to tell us about yours sure i mean i'm i'm, I'm crushed that we have yet to find a film i thought maybe you would like this now i've never seen it but i thought that maybe winter's bone would be i've only heard positive things so i thought okay maybe this is going to be like a interesting indie sort of oh we're in the woods oh la 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 kind of kind of jazz situation but alas it, it seems to be to be more of a slog kind of situation mm. for jess over here <laughs> but like i could appreciate tough, that know? it was i could appreciate that it was general consensus yeah. a good movie yeah yeah i know what you mean and also like i we when this only makes it that when we do find a movie you like it's gonna be just it's gonna be the huge. highest of highs <laughs> it's gonna, be, it's gonna huge. be huge all right shall i discuss my motion figure so yes and i said i watched the house at the end of the street or house at the end of the street depending on how you're feeling okay so i have boy i'm i worry about this one i worry about this one <laughs> i have three minutes to explain the plot of this film. And here I go. Okay, so opening scene, little girl, 12-ish, kills her parents with hammers. So then four years later, four years later, Jennifer Lawrence, she's probably 17, 16, and she shows up in this town. She's from Chicago. She likes to sing. We hear singing. So she and her mom move into this house. It's across this like protected forest they say it's a tight it's like three trees from the house where the murder happened it was four years ago and no one they think no one lives there and then the these weird neighbors are like actually it's the son they had a son too and he lives there still and the son is we meet him and he's uh college age so there's this other kid who's a bully and then tries to hook up with Jennifer Lawrence but she doesn't want to anyway fuck that guy so that happens so Jennifer Lawrence and the guy in the house whose name I think became Ryan, but I really don't think it always was. I think his name was Ooh. Roger or something, and then it was Ryan. <laughs> but let's call him Ryan. So Ryan and Jennifer Lawrence start like, ooh, la, la, we like each other, whatever, right? While she's singing, while the mom works at a hospital, and she always has to work the night shift. Always. And every time they address it, which I find really funny, it's like, just don't address it. Just make that her job. But they're like, oh, again, the night shift? <laughs> so mom's out there. So Jennifer Lawrence and this kid the, and Ryan start making out and, you know, being whatever while they're what oh, meanwhile while they're while this is happening this little there's a little girl who lives in that house who is like running around the forest and is still it is like killing killing or oh, dangerous right really dangerous and so he ryan is basically we see him like catching her bringing her back and like sedating her and stuff like that and it's like try it's like he's trying to protect her and something like that because it's like oh this is his sister right so this is his sister she's still alive she lives in the house Everyone was like, where did she go? She vanished when she, after she murdered the parents. Turns out, boom, she's in the house, right? So she then wants to kill Jennifer Lawrence. So he, oh my God, I have a minute left. So he has to protect Jennifer Lawrence. And then uh, he's trying to protect Jennifer Lawrence. And like, oh my God, she's trying to kill. 
And then we realize, Jennifer Lawrence realizes that the, the, the girls, that, anyway, the, okay. Basically, the, the twist, there are two twists, but the twist in the movie is that um, that's not actually his sister. His sister did die and he kidnapped someone. So this is just a person that he kidnapped because he's bonkers and like evil. And we thought that she was like an evil monster possessed like girl who maybe was mentally ill, but also maybe a demon out there. But instead, he is actually evil. He tries to kidnap Jennifer Lawrence. And he's like, you're going to be Carrie Ann now. That's the sister's name, Carrie Ann, the nine-year-old Carrie okay. Ann. She's 17, but also nine. I have 25 seconds left. So basically, Jennifer Lawrence, it's a, it's, a, it's a fight. It's a fight. It's a fight. She lives. Her mom, she and her mom live. Thank God. They try to leave. And the Ryan is now in a mental institution, it seems. Is that what we call them? Mental hospital. And it's revealed that that there's a reel at the end, there's another twist, that is, he was Carrie Ann all along, apparently? So who's Carrie Ann? What? That's the big question of this film. Okay, three minutes. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I, I, I nailed I nailed that. I thought that was going to be so hard. And well I done. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Okay, thank you. whoa. Yeah, so okay. we, we will dive in. We will dive into this film, but let me give you my rankings. So, entertainment value score out of 20 i gave it six out of 20 because i think that it it was sometimes so bad it's good i see yeah um not enough to rank it higher but sometimes cinematography score i gave it zero out of 20 because (laughs) visually this was one of the worst movies i've seen in quite a while (laughs) like amazing the visual element was horrendous (laughs) like so bad uh how many high fives the writer should get i gave one out of 20 (laughs) Just the one. Not a good script. Not yeah, a good yeah, script. Yeah. I laughed once, but I think that's Jennifer Lawrence doing a lot of heavy lifting. Mm. I mean, no, I laughed at a joke once. I laughed multiple times at something at stuff that wasn't supposed to be funny. Right. But it wasn't good. I also think this was a PG-13 movie, and I think PG-13 horror movies are consistently shit. <laughs> I think it's just a bad sign. The Luke score, the outfits, I gave it 3 out of 20. The outfits were so bad. <laughs> they were so bad. But they were so 2012 that it really brought me back. Wow. Like you're really Jennifer Lawrence, she's wearing tank tops with cra- with chunky necklaces oh. and like skinny jeans. It's just it's it, you know. That was me. That was uh what a time to be alive. <laughs> how okay, and then how much I want to see it again score? This might surprise you. I gave it ten out of twenty. Whoa. I think that this is a great movie to watch like with multiple people where you're all doing something else. Nice. And so okay. you can laugh while it's playing without actually watching. You know what I mean? Mm. Lovely. So all now those those scores I then deduct it by how many times I looked at my phone, and unfortunately I was you know I, I was I was I am a busy gal I'm a busy gal and I gotta keep up with the Joneses and I was on my computer doing admin basically the entire time so <laughs> I, I I said fifteen times yeah but it's more of a continuous fifteen if you will so my total score is five percent a five a five percent there which feels a little maybe seven is right yeah. Oh, the score that they that Rotten Tomatoes did is twelve. Twelve. Which is high. Okay. Yeah. I would. Yeah, I think seven feels right. Yeah. Let's. I mean, let's dive shall we, in. Shall we dive in? <laughs> did you? So so. Bang. Bang. So Carrie Ann. How are we spelling Bang. that? Great question. I love this question. <laughs> Carrie, like the like the Stephen King horror. Yeah. K a r i e. And then A N N E, no hyphen, no hyphen, just one word. Mm. No, two words. Two words. Okay, Carrie Anne, lovely. So she is a possessed child, and then a kidnapped child, and then a man. Is that? 
somehow yes to all of that and also no to all okay. of that. So, you, okay, I'll tell you two ways. I'll tell you what the movie tells us she is and then apparently what is true given the ending. Okay. So according to the movie, she is a daughter in this family. There's an older brother and a daughter and she's the daughter. The older brother is Ryan, question mark, Roger. Roger, Ryan. So when they're kids, which I don't think... I don't think their age difference is consistent, but when they're both children, Carrie Ann, there's an accident on the swings. Oh no! And oh, no. Carrie Ann hurt, hurts her head and falls, and it she like it hurts her developmentally. So she's supposed to. So I think it's supposed to be that she's like when the murders happen, she's. It, it, Wikipedia said she's seventeen, and I'm like, this is a child actor. I don't. But apparently, she's seven. This is a nine-year-old actor. Like this is the baby in Twilight. And the baby, she, but but she's developmentally nine, I think they say something right. like that. Okay. So we're supposed to think that, and then we're supposed to think, okay, so he's the. Everyone thought that she vanished into this huge woods, which is again so small. Uh, but she's actually in the house, and he's and he's like protecting her or whatever. I knew, I knew, I knew he was evil. I knew it. <laughs> but so we're supposed to think that, and then she, I think then it's revealed. Then we were learned, and this is like most of the movie we think that, right? And then we learned that he, we're supposed to think he, he says like, Carrion died that day on the swings to Jeff Lawrence. He's uh, like kidnapped Jeff Lawrence at this point. He's like, Carrion didn't actually live. And so, and he's like, but you can be my Carrion, basically. And so this other person that we thought was Carrion the entire movie is someone else he's kidnapped. Right. Who is for sure a child, but I think it's supposed to be a teenager, but I'm like, you were a nine years old. You were a 10 years old. So, He's, like, trying to make Jennifer Lawrence Carrie Anne. He's like, you can be my Carrie Anne now. Okay. That's so interesting because mo- most of the time it's, like, older people playing teenagers, but this is, like, children playing yes. teenagers. <laughs> okay. Yes. It might have been because they... It's it's creepier to have a kid be, like, a demon question. This kid is making noises that aren't really human mouth noises. Okay. Well, they're more demon demon mouth noises. Mm. But so I think that that's what Carrie Ann, that's what we're supposed to think. And then at the end, twist is that we like see he's in, Ryan is in the mental hospital and he is like, there's a flashback, I think. I think it's a flashback. Maybe it's a video, unclear. I don't remember, but I think it's a flashback to his parents. Basically, he's a kid and he's like, I, I don't want to be Carrie Ann or whatever. And then my mom slaps and he's like, no, you are Carrie Ann. Like, so I'm like, I don't know what, hmm. I don't know what to make of it. I think what we're supposed to make of it is maybe multiple personalities. Oh, okay. But I don't know why the parents would be like, no, you are Carrie Ann. So does he live with his parents? Oh, wait, I know what happened. Wait, no, no, no. I know what happened. I know what happened. Oh, yeah, I guess that too. I know what happened. I know what happened. No, what happened is Carrie, Carrie Ann did die. And the parents were like, no, you have to be Carrie Ann. I think that's what happened. I see. And so then he killed his parents. Because part of the twist is he also killed his parents. I think that's what it is. So, wait, whose parents died at the start of the movie? Ryan's da- parents and Carrie Ann's parents. They're the same. They're siblings. So at the start of the movie, they died. Yeah, the first scene. And then at the end... At the end, they've, they've, this is the thing. So at the end, they've still, they're still dead. Like, that's for sure true. Right. But the opening scene is a lie because Carrie Ann didn't kill them. Oh my God. Because she died via the swing. Okay. Okay. So I think Ryan Roger killed them. Okay. I don't know if Ryan Roger thought he was Carrie Ann. I don't think he ever did. I, I, I'm unclear about his, his psychology there. 
Wow. Uh, but I think I think that's what happened. Huh. Also, you asked me, does he live with his parents? I had the same question. How are they, how are they letting this minor live alone? Yeah. He's in college. So, so I think he's like 18. But he's lived alone for multiple years. So I'm like, mm. Mm. interesting. Oh. Okay. Take a second. Take a second. Take all the time you need. Yeah. Hmm. I'm taking questions. You know, I'm taking questions. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Do you think that they thought this was going to do well? I think what it was is that this was... T- 2012 was really the year of Jennifer Lawrence because she mm. had Hunger Games and she had Silver Lines playbook the same year. Oh. And this movie. Okay. And this movie. So I think what happened is they were like, we can capitalize on this. I see. I think that's what it was. So they were like, it's it's a, a companion book a la The Hunger Games. Obviously, that's a book already, but there's something there to me that... Also, Silver Lines playbook is a book, a very adult book. But I think that, which I have, which I've actually read, but I think that there's a, I think that that's what it was. I think they were like banking on Jennifer Lawrence fans, mm. all in myself, so to is she, buy this book. Is she sort of like the damsel in distress in this movie? Is that her yeah, vibe? Yeah, she's the main character. She's the main character. She's the one who is a uh, damsel in distress vibe. Kind of. I mean, no, she's not... I guess she, she, her mom does save the day at the end, but it's not really that she's in, she's not really damsel in distress. She's okay. more just the victim, kind of. Just the victim. That's maybe better. <laughs> I will say I vividly remember this movie coming out. I never saw it. Oh. But I vividly, and I saw it now and it was free on YouTube.com. It was free. But I vividly, <laughs> I vividly remember this movie coming out. I remember it at the movie theater. It, it Like they had a cardboard cut out of this movie. I could see it so, so clearly in my mind's eye. So very clearly. Whoa. And so when she, when it got to the point of the movie where she's wearing the outfit on the poster with the makeup and the hair, I was like, wow. <laughs> it's 2012. It's 2012. Wow. Okay. I had no idea the movie was this, you know. It, it's interesting that my movie was after Winter's Bone because Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for Best Actress for Winter's Bone. Whoa. And then two years later, she said, my show fell. Wow. What happened? That's interesting. I think she was a very good actress, to be fair. She was playing 17, but I think she was like 19 or 20, which is mm-hmm. quite, this is very quite young. young. Very young. Yeah, in Silver Linings Playbook, she, which she, again, won the Oscar for, and fell, fell famously. And fell. Uh, she, I think, was 22. Wow. And was playing a middle-aged woman. What? Bradley Cooper was her love interest. They have been love interest in multiple movies. What? And she's great in that movie, but she's also 22. <gasps> that's shocking to me. I can't believe that. Oh yeah. my God. That's so young. It's so young. That's so young. It's stressful. <laughs> the same year in my movie, she's playing a high schooler. She's playing a middle-aged or at least mid-30s divorced woman with Bradley Cooper in Civilized Playbook. The same, the Civilized Playbook came out two months later. <gasps> I'm, sh- I'm shocked. I'm now, sure. in Silver Lines Playbook, she does have black hair, so of course, edgier and older than blonde. Did they do anything to her face to make her seem older, or she was just a 22-year-old? Yeah, you know, she's just a 22-year-old. Again, she's got the black hair, she's got the black hair, so she's been through it, you know. And she's also got a, a bit of a, you know, her makeup's runny, it's not perfect, so of I course, see. you know, she's a mess, you know, in the way only adult women are. So, mm. yes and no, but in a, in a real way, no. No. In a real way, absolutely oh. not. She's 22, and you can see it, yeah. I'm learning so much. This is crazy. <laughs> Now, did you learn how to skin squirrels? Because that's a thing in Witcher's Bone, right? That's a thing that happens. Oh, yeah, that was um, that was pretty gross. Okay. 
How did you know about that? Because I was obsessed with Jennifer Lawrence in sixth grade. And so I remember that that was the thing that she learned in this movie. Just ask me anything about Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me any darn thing. They did seem to skin a real squirrel. She's like teaching the, um, she's teaching her siblings how to shoot. Because they can't afford food, so they hunt, like, squirrels Mm. and stuff. Um, And they, they did skin it, and then they took out the the guts and stuff and it was pretty grim um but also you know good um good to see how the sausage gets made maybe <laughs> do you think that if you were dropped in the wilderness mm. you could you could find yourself a squirrel and get yourself some food um no <laughs> okay i would okay. say that's fair i would say so but um but good for them okay mm. yeah you support it from from a from a far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, this movie had like a gross vibe, but in a in Ooh. a in a way that was like made sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, what would have made it better? I would say better according to Just Durant. According to me, the only only. I would say faster pace. You gotta great. You gotta get through it. Um, Take notes. Take notes, folks. I'm thinking I would add a quirky sidekick. Oh, and who would... Pl- Thomas Lennon? <laughs> no. I think... I, yeah, it would have been... I'm. This is what I'm doing to the movie. This, this is how I mm. would make it better for me and worse for everybody mm. else, is that I Great. would have, like, a quirky comedy actor come in as a sidekick and... Um, I feel like she just she needed a friend because everyone she was interacting with was either a lot older than her, like like 20, 30 years older than her or her siblings, which were younger than her. So I think she needed she needed like a 17 year old sidekick who was just trying to like, I don't know what their story would be. Trying to get their homework done. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. I don't know necessarily I go, what their story would be. I was going to say peel the squirrel skin. <laughs> yeah. They're going to go skin the squirrel mom. If she had like a rich kid friend who was <laughs> into a real upstairs downstairs, real downtown. I don't know. I'm just um I'm just Fresh football, I'm reviving her. Yes, I'm spitballing. Because I yeah. felt I felt very I felt like everyone was being very mean and I could have just used some light relief. <laughs> Were there any jokes? No. No. Oof. It was just shouting and punching. Oh, gosh. I know that some people really do like those movies. It has to be so... A movie without any jokes has to be so good for me to like it. Yeah, it was... um, If if I was watching it not for this podcast, I probably wouldn't have finished it, if we're being honest. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just slow. You keep coming back to that word. <laughs> it's so slow. It's but it's like I would read the book because I don't mind a slow book, but I do mind a slow movie. That's fascinating to me. Mm. I I mind a slow book hard. Like that, it's tough. If it doesn't get me immediately, I'm not gonna read it. So, mm. do you think Jennifer Lawrence? It's clear to me why she would do Winter's Ball. Yes. I think it's also clear to me why she would do The House on the End of the Street. Because I, I she was it was very early on in her career, and this was also she would have like booked it probably minimum a year before it came out, mm. and so it was like a I think when that year was so good it was 
there she and her team were probably hoping this movie would just fall under the radar and people and, and it did yeah but I, I but it's like a safety net kind of movie where it's like if something weird happens with the hurry if something weird happens with someone nice playbook we got this we mm. got this horror movie we're starring in now mm. just so i know i know we're discussing our two films here but i would love to pause and just check in about your hunger games knowledge real quick okay since we're on books and, and 2012 and jennifer lawrence j-law as they say j-law Mm. Um, so I never read them, never watched them, never interacted with it at all. But I know right. um, that it's dystopian. <laughs> and I know it's about teenagers who are in a game where they eat each other, question mark? <laughs> uh, uh, that was, that's, not, that's not it, but it's close. Okay, sort of. great. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? Or are you happy? Um, I, I'm happy, but also I'm happy for you to tell me. Okay. No, I think it's, I think it's okay. I think okay. I, I like your world and I think it's great to stay there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But Stanley Tucci of this podcast fame was in the movie. The, the British, Hunger the British Italian chef. Famous. Yes. The British Italian chef, Stanley Tucci. Crazy. What? Oh, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is from Kentucky. Would you have guessed she's American? Yeah. Okay. I think every week we should... Check in on what nationality you think these people are. I think I would have guessed, yeah, American. She has real American vibes. I was surprised, actually, to find out that she wasn't a Nepo baby. I thought she would be. Why? Just because she was famous really young. Oh. I assumed she has a Nepo baby vibe. Does she? I, mm. I guess kind of. Who Who's your favorite Nepo baby? Probably Dan Levy. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah, I like the Shit's Creek, the Shit's Creek Nepo baby vibe. Yeah, it's a great answer. <laughs> who's yours? Maybe Kate Hudson. That. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. Um, uh, an actress. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Kate. I'm gonna look her up. Kate Hudson. Oh my god, she was with Matt Bellamy from Muse. Uh, let's pause here. <laughs> what? It says she dated... I'm so sorry. It says she... No, 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 no. That, I don't care about the fact. I care about you knowing Matt Bellamy from fucking Muse, Jessica. I was a huge Muse fan. No, you were. No, you were. No, you were. <laughs> Oh, how do I not know this? Uh, what age? What age? I still kind of am, but I'd say it started when I was like 14. Then mm. mm, 14, that sort of like mid-teens, yeah. I was obsessed with Muse. 14, famously mid-teens. Wow. Okay. You are full of surprises. <laughs> Just. So I, I never, never have a wildest dream. I know Matt Bellamy from Muse, but I do not know Kate Hudson. His. I mean, this is really a podcast where you, where, where, where I learn about you as you learn about the world, but you already know so much. You know, you already know so much, but it's so niche. It's so specific. It's so inconsistent. Mm. Anyway, we can circle back to Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I know that we, we have gradually each week become less and less focused on the films at hand and more just on pop culture as a concept i guess but but we can we can try to focus back to jennifer lawrence let's look at the box offices and the budgets mm. okay the budget for the house of the industry or house of the industry 
was somewhere between 6.9 and 10 million. Box office was 44. Mm. So it did. So it, I mean, it made its money back. Yeah. Mine was, because it was an indie movie, the budget was only 2 million. And then it uh, it went to Sundance and then I guess someone bought it and it made six, yep. it made 16 million. So pretty good. That's a that's a huge percentage. Yeah. Very impressive. It was really it really catapulted her, and she's now you know one of the biggest stars yeah. in the world, according to most books. God, she's no Matt Bellamy. She's no Matt Bellamy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Shall we go through our notes? See if there's anything interesting in our notes here. Here's the thing: I did not take many notes. I I Jessica. Just- <laughs> Because has, there wasn't much going on. We are, This is an episode where we are barely keeping ourselves afloat with our own premise. And for that, I can only apologize. I can only apologize, listeners. Yeah, but yeah. we have to We have to try to bring this ship home. Is that a phrase? Okay. Land this plane. Let me tell you that the, the only truly interesting note that I wrote down. Great. Um... So the whole movie is like normal aspect ratio, colors, everything. Did it. An hour in, <laughs> an hour in, there is a minute where it's suddenly a square aspect ratio and it's black and white yeah. and it's just footage of a squirrel. Sorry. And it doesn't make any sense and it's never addressed. Wait, is it squirrel POV? It's like, it's like squirrel POV mixed with like, Footage of a squirrel. So are we supposed to are we supposed to be the squirrel? I don't know. It's like Jennifer Lawrence right. closes her eyes and then we see this weird squirrel film. <gasps> oh, it's like it's like Harry and Voldemort, how they, they <gasps> could like sense where each other are. <laughs> what is that called? Variant something ver I something. cannot remember. Wow. Maybe yeah, so she's like in the squirrel's mind and then and then and then it's just never addressed. It's very, very weird. Um, I a very odd choice oh. for me. What would you do if you woke up one day and you're a squirrel? What would you do? I would be free. <laughs> <laughs> free to be me. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Great. I don't have any questions. That's enough. That's enough for being free. I'd be free. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah, so a shot of a squirrel. Everything else was pretty self-explanatory. There wasn't anything. There literally wasn't anything interesting that I wrote down. Um, Were there any subplots in the movie? No. Oh, that is tough. Yeah, there were no subplots. Just following, just following Jennifer Lawrence going door to door looking for her dad, basically. I guess a subplot in House of the Other Street or how, the House of the Other Street. It, it was her music, but it never. <laughs> Resolve. <laughs> oh man! Like at the the first hit with it, we have the, the you know Carrie Ann killing your parents, but actually secretly it's Ryan Roger. But you know Carrie and killing your parents. Opening scene four years later, Jennifer Lawrence sitting on top of a car playing guitar, singing a song. Like that's how we start with her. And we have her, I think, two guitar songs and one. She's at a keyboard. She hangs out with her friends at a barn, and she's like, like oh, the keyboard of the barn, and they're cool. Yeah, which it was a it's a completely different type of music than the guitar songs. Mm-hmm. But so we have. And then she goes through a battle of the bands, which we love out loud, because it's so something. Like, that's so... A, a, you would never put that in a teen movie now. Mm. So, I, I mean, teen movie horror. It's technically a teen movie. So, 
her music, but I think the last time anything about her music is ever addressed is that she's going to the Battle of the Bands. So what? It's not a pl- it's not a subplot, but it's a, it's, a, it's a characterization that just never. Do you see her at Why the do that? Battle of the Bands or no? There's a fight at the Battle of the Bands, oh. and Ryan Rodger breaks the bully kid's arms. Oh. But we don't see the win. Who are terrible to him, by the way. I know that Ryan Roger is evil, but as far as these bully kids know, he's just a guy who's lost both of his parents and his demon sister went missing in the woods. Uh. And they treat him like he is vermin. Like he is one of those squirrels. Squirrel POV. Squirrel POV. It's like, why? Now, again, he is evil, but they don't know that. So why are they... They're like brutally mean to this man who's also in college. They're in high school. Why are they... Okay. Whoa. What are your notes? What notes did you write down? Yeah, let's see. Let's see in my notes. Something that the section we sometimes remember to call noteworthy notes, if we remember. Oh, yeah. I wrote Jennifer Lord's playing guitar on a car. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> oh, yeah, the house that they live in? There are two houses. There's the house that Jennifer Lawrence and her mom live in. And then there's the house across from the forest, five feet away. That is the murder house. The house that Jennifer Lawrence and the mom live in is gorge. Whoa. Beautiful house. The other house... They make out in that house. Would you would you make out in a house with a dude and you know his parents are murdered in the house? I want to say no. <laughs> I do too. Four years. It hasn't been 20 years. It's been four. Yeah. The people in the town are so nonchalant. Four years. That's nothing. Yeah. I don't think I would. I definitely would not have at 17. No. I was not making out with anyone at 17. <laughs> no, 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 no. Heaven is <laughs> Oh, apparently also, apparently Jennifer Lawrence and her mom are renting this really big house. That's Which I think is fascinating. That is very interesting. Um, hmm. Hmm. Oh, the bully in the, this is a, this is a note. That's good. The bully, the high school bully, uh, is part of this, good popular boy is part of this, they have this club that they call the Famine Relief Group. <laughs> and they, they relieve famines, they support famines. What? But also they don't really. What it ends up being is that they just, that's a front, and then he just takes money from his parents' credit card and then gives it to, to charity? Wait, the bully. The bully is part of a famine relief club. Group. Group. <laughs> like any particular famine or just famine in general? No, they, they explicitly say it's just a broad strokes kind of. <laughs> broad strokes. You know. That famine situation. They also, they're fun. quite they're like they, they they at one point that the, someone is listing places they've helped and they just say Africa. <laughs> oh, you know. Do you think that was intended to be like a joke? Okay, great. I think it was supposed to be look at these stupid rich kids. Right, famine relief. Great, but but the degree to which that's like so a joke, I think. You know what? I'll give the movie the benefit benefit of the doubt mm. and say that that was a purposeful very funny thing it mm. seems like it was a totally like we're supposed to think oh these to be rich kids but not that's in a parody movie like that's not a real you know yeah but, but i'll give the movie the benefit of the doubt okay let me see any other notes oh at one point jennifer lawrence says you scared the piss out of me is that a phrase <laughs> but that makes kind of more sense because oh. when you're scared you do be you're right you do you're right. also they might they mu- i'm sorry <laughs> No, girl. No, you can do these. Okay. Okay. They might have reached their shit quota at the time. I think mm. now you can say shit a bunch of times at a PG thirteen movie, but maybe ten years ago, or twenty twelve might have been different. So maybe they couldn't say shit at the that line. 
Oh, at one point, we when she's playing keyboard in the barn, there's just a kid, a man, but a kid, just sitting in a fedora watching with the group. Who is he? I've never seen him before. Never seen him again. Just man in a fedora in a barn. You know how it is. Hmm. Like an older, old, like an an adult man. No, I think he's supposed to be a teenager. Oh, okay. Interesting. But still, still interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, the way that she realizes that something's up and that the daughter oh i'm not realizing also but the way that she realizes something's up and like like the the daughter's actually in the house still and whatever something's weird is that she sees one of the things she sees is a box of tampons in the trash because he's supposed to live alone in this house and then she already Uh... knows and i'm not realizing that's also when she pieces together she must be older i think that's also probably what that is and but so but you know they are uh yeah how i how i already knew he was evil I already knew. I knew. But how I really knew? How? Jess? How? Cardboard tampons. I use, I use cardboard tampons. <laughs> B. Does that make me B. evil? No. It, no, certainly not. I, I, I... Why? Why would you ever, why would you ever, ever do that? <laughs> to me, that's like, dear God, like, I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a horror movie. That's a nightmare. That's mm. it's not it. You know, and, and if someone... Who kidnapped me? Then bought me cardboard tampons. And be like, okay, so you're extra evil, you know? Because why not? You mean like the, the applicator is cardboard? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not the actual, not the not the, not, the, <laughs> not, the, not the not the tampon itself, the apparatus. Well, you use cardboard tampons? I do. Use we also don't have to talk about this on the podcast if you want to. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm happy to admit that I use cardboard tampons to, and then I recycle. I recycle them. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Okay, I guess that that's. It's not your. It's not as good, but it's worth. Maybe the I sacrifice. revealed myself as being harmful to the environment. <laughs> no, you know, I I respect um I respect that cardboard tampons equals horror movie. I just to buy them for someone. It's interesting in 2012 because I I thought cardboard yes. tampons were new. If I'm being honest, I thought I was an I innovator. Think I think <laughs> you're getting an award. Yeah. I thought they were first. Oh, that's such a good point. They're also cheaper. Um, probably. Damn, you use cardboard tampons. See, I only use, like, I remember one time, a couple years ago, I bought cardboard tampons. Mm. And I didn't realize that they were cardboard until I got back home. And I was like, okay, so my day is ruined. I see. This is it, like, fuck. Everything is shit now because I bought cardboard tampons. Mm. I'm very, but I I am pro-helping the environment, so maybe... It's I wish you could get a box one. that's a mix. Yeah, it's a, a tough box that's a mix. So sometimes I could treat myself, and sometimes <laughs> I could treat treat Mother Nature. The thing, when I do buy the plastic ones, I do feel like I'm treating myself. I've got to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest. I just, I, I that it shocked me to see, and it's a choice. Mm, mm. It, it's a prop do choice. You think, yeah, it's a prop choice that means something. Oh, let's unpack it. So whose tampons are they? They are the. Uh, <laughs> I can't just say they're curiants because that doesn't mean anything right, anymore. Yeah, yeah. I've said curiants so many times; it's lost all meaning. But they're curi- They are they are the tampons that Ryan Roger has purchased for the, the curiant. We think, but uh, <laughs> she was. For, I think she, I think she was supposed to be. She was nine at the murder. We mm. think, and this is four years later, so she's supposed to be probably. I think physically seventeen, developmentally thirteen. Interesting. Okay. Let's say, let's say that. 
So you see, like, used tampons in the bin? No, no, no. There's a box of... There's just the card of the box. It's like uh... a, they've, the box is empty. And she sees the box. Let's try to bring this back to Jennifer Lawrence. Let's try. <laughs> what was her best part? What was her best moment in the movie? Probably she was very good when she was pulling out the the um the de- her dead dad's hands. I thought she was very good at that. Yeah. Very very impactful, Jennifer. Okay. Do you think she goes by Jennifer in her regular life? Do you think she's a Jen or a Jenny? <gasps> this question. Mm. I think she's a Jen. A Jen. Yeah. That checks. Were there any other any other significant notes i don't think so let me let me take one more quick gander see if there's anything more important oh just to say that you know why don't people in horror movies and this people say this all the time but why didn't she leave once Mm. she knew that Mm -hmm. there was a there was a girl in that house leave go home go home leave for sure go back to chicago that she very clunkily says an explanation of the beginning of the movies where they're from. Go back to Chicago. Chi Town. Go back to Chicago. Man. Mm. <laughs> shall we. <laughs> Let's. Shall we pull ourselves goddamn together? Yep. This has been such a weird and day for me. I'm sorry for my. It's, it's been a energy. strange day. No, and my energy is off. I, I, I have been. My energy's off as well. My sleep was very strange last night. I it didn't exist. Oh, I had exactly the same. Oh my god, I had two hours of sleep. Mm. And you know what my dream was? It was about me telling all of the men in the world with mustaches that their mustaches made them bisexual, and then all of the, <laughs> all of the men in the world, <laughs> all of the men in the world what? suddenly were freaking out. They were like, "What you mean?" You mean I'm bisexual because I have a mustache? And I was like, yes. It was crazy. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. Okay, so every, did everybody in the world have a mustache or were you only speaking to the men with mustache? I was, I was going around in a car speaking only. Car, it, wasn't a, it wasn't some big arena. You had one by one. <laughs> no, oh, that's charming. I was going one by one. <laughs> oh. oh. It was a good wow. so you so you were going up saying hey so just so you know just so you know like by the way bt dubs you got a mustache you're bi you're bisexual yeah so you know. yeah I go to the and they would be like <laughs> <laughs> wow are you god in this world or did you just like unlock some sort of scientific code where you're like I mustache just, equals bisexual man i just knew i just oh, had yeah. i had just to feel it feel it in your bones and your winter i just bones. had this knowledge <laughs> Okay. It was great. It was a great dream. Wow. Do you believe in true life that all men with mustaches are bisexual? I think they have the potential to be. I think if we were truly, if we were a truly liberated yeah. society, I think all men with mustaches would be bisexual. At least. All men with only mustaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the thing. It was only mustaches. You couldn't have any other facial hair. No, because that that changes the whole. I mean, it changes the whole, changes the whole the algorithm. Yeah, it's just the mustache. Wow. Mm. Well, if you are a man and you have a mustache, congratulations. And you and you don't know. <laughs> congrats, congrats. We've got some big news for you, folks. Okay. Okay. Let's bring. Okay. This- let's let's. 
Okay, what we're going to do is okay. we're going to bring okay. these two movies together in a section that we don't really have a name for, but where we oh, combine the cares? two. We combine both of our movies to create our own prequel, sequel, whatever you want to call it. And here's... Normally sequel, I would say. Yeah, here's what I'm thinking. An entire black and white movie, squirrel POV. <laughs> I couldn't be more in. And the squirrel is in the, the huge fast forest that separates the two houses. Mm, yes! The squirrel's yes. like experiencing the movie, your movie, I think. <gasps> oh, I love that. And they get all the actors back and it's just from the ground, like up scurrying with a, with a nut in the mouth. I love this. And then there's like 30 minutes of the movie where important stuff is happening, but we're just in a tree with the squirrel. We like really vaguely hear the squirrel. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Really vaguely. <laughs> what are, yeah, cause I actually, I actually think this could be a hit. I don't think I do. <laughs> So wait, so so similarities between our movies. We got nature, we got forest. We got young Jennifer got, Lawrence. She's playing a yeah, teenager. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence playing a teenager. Exactly. Mm. Um, in 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 distress, distress kind of situation. Mm. Situation. Oh, we got we got dead people. Dead people. I don't think there are any bodies in my dead bodies. Oh, there are actually there are there okay. are. There's a dead. Carrion. One of the carriots. Who knows? Mm. Is there? Am I carrion? Are we carrion? Am I carrion? Your Anne? Whoa. 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 Tyrion's gone make an appearance in our squirrel-based mm. she picture. Could, maybe at one point she, like, says hi to the squirrel and we're, like, POV and we can see her going, like, hi. Like, feeding us. Why are her hands, feeding are her hands us a nut? her face like you're doing right now in your gesture? <laughs> this <laughs> to is, make a W. This is what it's like to have a squirrel's POV. Oh! Mm. I see. I'm not, I'm not advanced enough in my squirrel mm. knowledge. To really understand so, that. I don't know why I did that, but... <laughs> Here but we it are. does feel right. It's like a superhero mask. She feeds us a nut, and then we're like... <laughs> she feeds us. I love how you're already identifying with the squirrel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she feeds us a nut. She does. Mm. She does. How does, the, how does the movie end? Jennifer Lords has to make an appearance, I think. Yeah. Mostly we'll see her feet, but... Which could be mm. huge for the industry. <laughs> for the feet industry? Yeah. People who are into squirrels and feet, they're gonna be knocking <laughs> at our door. This is gonna this is gonna be your thing. Oh, we also need a, a sidekick, I think. Of course, of course. And I think it's only up to you to choose the actor. Someone with a mustache, I would suggest. Mm. Oh, and I just realized we've also opened the door of Does Just know any actors with mustache? Do I know any actors? Let me think. Let me think. Who has it, a that's a tough that's actually a tougher they go in and out. They know? do go in and out. Who's like famous for having a good most off? I can think of one, but there's no world. Oh, actually, you have seen them in something, but you're not gonna know. Please tell me. He was in. He was in Parks and Rec for a couple episodes. What's his name? Sam Elliott. Yeah, no, I was really hoping that I would know, but I unfortunately. He, he played the other Ron on first <gasps> week. Yes. Oh, him. Yes. Lovely. Um, Let's look, see. Actors with mustache. 31 famous men with mustaches. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. Oh, my God, Dr. Phil. I, th- my, what's funny is my brain immediately went, well, Dr. Phil. But then I had to, of course, remind myself, not an actor. <laughs> Although he might be in SAG. <laughs> yeah. Um, Theodore Roosevelt. Well, that's gifts that he loved nature, so that mm. would work with the squirrel. But I kind of prefer Dr. Phil. 
personally. Oh, John Waters. Okay, we got a thin, a mustache. thin little mustache. I could see John Waters and a squirrel being. Yeah, I think I think he's the one. I think he's the. I think he is too. He's our um, lolloping sidekick. Great word. It's actually so. That's actually a quote from a musical, and um, I want to apologize because it's not. It's not an original thought. Thank you for your apology. Mm. A lolloping sidekick. Um, okay, great. Wow, we've got a squirrel anything, POV. Anything else we? Uh... Oh, yeah, we have to title the film. Mm. Winter's nuts. That's too much winter's but We'd have enough. The squirrel at the end of the winter, or something. The squirrel like that. at the end of the winter. <laughs> or it could be. It could be hibernation. And then a colon, the squirrel at the end of Love the winter. Love it. What's there a genre? To me, it's like kids' movie adventure. Uh, to me, it's like a gritty, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like all blue. Yeah, or it's um, it's dark. It it could also okay. be a movie with no real dialogue, just just like sounds, just like yeah. <laughs> mm. So John Waters is silently playing opposite the squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point in the movie, someone drives drives by in a car and is like, hey, by the way, you're bisexual. Oh, and it's you. And it's me. <laughs> it's just making a cameo. And then he has to deal with that whilst also dealing with the squirrels. But with no words. Yeah. It's, it's very internal. It's very internal. Wow. I'd see this movie. Oh, I actually would. As a joke, probably, yeah, you but would. I would. <laughs> Alright, do we have anything else uh, to really, we really want to hone it on here with, with Jennifer Lawrence? I feel like we barely scratched the surface. I just want to say that I'm sorry that this is, um, I'm sorry to Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> For what? For eight specifically? Um, I feel like we haven't really spoke, I feel like I haven't been so focused on her craft today. I think that's okay. Mm. I think that's okay. I think she'll, she'll be okay. I don't want to disrespect. Um, I'll, you know what? I'll go and I'll watch another one of your movies, maybe. Oh, this is it. That's great. All right. Do you want to decide what you're going to watch? Okay. I like to watch an obscure one. And then you'd maybe have to go early. She's been in a lot of blockbusters. What kind of genre are you in the mood for? Oh, what about that new one, No Hard Feelings? Oh yeah, my sister saw it. Really liked it. Really, I'm I'm very yeah. interested to see what that is about. Yeah, go. I think she's so funny, and I think she really should be in comedies. So she's very good at obviously in dramas as well. But I think she's so good as a comedy actor. I mean, maybe that'll be the one because that's her first movie in like. A, oh no, it's not. I was going to say in a couple of years, but it's not. She did take a break, but a little longer ago. Yeah. Why do you? Why do you know that? But you also don't even know who Jennifer. I know. Like, why is that? I think just because I hadn't seen her on posters in a while, and I was like, Poster. and then. So prior to this movie, you could definitely identify her in a lineup. Yes, which is okay. huge news for me. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be your escape in general. I think. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think that. Oh, I think that that's uh. That's been Jennifer Lawrence. Shall we tell the good people at home what we're doing, who we're doing next week next on this week, pod? We're going to do, um, did you already forget his name? <laughs> we just touched base on that. We just. 
we're gonna do you didn't do that because we ended it up but we just did uh, we're gonna do orlando bloom here's the thing my, i was correct. about to call him florida bloom and then i remember then my brain skipped a beat and then it was orlando bloom oh mm. i was gonna i was gonna make a joke about how it was like orlando florida and then my brain didn't get there i think i would have loved the joke for what it's worth mm, thank you i think i would have loved it thank you okay well this has been us and it has been weird and that is that <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank, thank you. you thank you thank you thank you as usual you can follow us at tip tops pod on instagram on twitter and on tiktok you could also follow me at Legesterand on instagram and hope at hope cavendish on tiktok and you can email us tiptopsandflipflops at gmail.com. You can tell us what actually you'd like to see us do next on the pod and we will look at them and we will respond. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.